podcast was recorded by Janine Preston for Life is a Beach at Solid Gold Studios. With Prime Stars. And I welcome and cause a Nati Mashana and Martin Sweet. Hi, guys. Hi, nice to chat to you again after a long time. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, 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 good. It's very nice to hear from you. Um, as we were saying earlier, it's always nice to see that you are always up to some exciting stuff, whether it's in South Africa, overseas. Um, we're just super excited to, to be with you today. Thank you. And I'm, I'm actually excited to see what Prime Stars did during the lockdown because the work that you guys did was always a very much a hands-on with the kids coming to the, to the, to the cinema to see the, to, to watch the movie, you know, to watch what they were going to be learning. So it was very much a people business. So Martin, can you take us back a little on the history of Prime Stars and, you know, where we, you know, how we got far? Well, thank you very much. It's uh, nice to speak to you again and to tell you uh, what's happening on the Prime Stars front. It all began 15 years ago where we worked with Prime Media. They owned uh, the majority shareholding of Prime Stars and we utilized their cinemas as theaters of learning. Uh, we would take learners to cinemas to teach them maths and science. Uh, it grew to include career guidance, financial literacy, um, and uh, all of that was very exciting because the cinema uh, provided a phenomenal opportunity for edutainment or edutrainment, and uh, it was a wonderful place. You know, learning is a social thing, so when learners get together and they interact with each other, uh, it's kind of a movement that starts, and uh, it worked particularly well with maths and science in the beginning because uh, we made it cool and sexy uh, to interact uh, and learn maths and science. And we also uh, fought very hard to move learners into the maths and science fold away from maths literacy. But as you know, maths and science opens the door to a whole new world. You can become an accountant, a lawyer, an engineer. And so it was very, very important. But the success of our programs was phenomenal. We continued to grow. Uh, we built an amazing program on career guidance, um, 120 different careers, 14 different movies, packed uh, cinemas, such our programs, very, uh, very well organized. Uh, logistics were perfected over time. Uh, we never in the 15 years lost dinner. Sounds terrible, but we got them all to the cinemas. Um, and, and quite frankly, uh, we were really appreciated by the Department of Basic Education and as well when we launched our entrepreneurship program by the Department of Small Business. So historically, that's how it all began. It was an innovative, clever way to interact with learners in a place where they were all equal. They all got popcorn and coke, which... Uh, kind of uh, made the whole journey worthwhile yeah. and it was uh, we read a book called The Experiential Economy uh, which said that uh, it's all about the way we make you feel and uh, that's what we try to do with the learners not only educate them, inform them but entertain them as well And how did the um, COVID lockdown during last year from March the 28th onwards affect those programs? Well, well, quite frankly, uh, um, when the COVID hit, uh, schools were, 
were not uh, learners were back at school, um, and uh, learners only got back to school at the end of July uh, last year. And fortunately, uh, cinemas opened in August. So uh, what we tried to do was ensure that uh, the kids at cinema were safer than they were at school. Uh, we we organised masks. We organised sanitizer. Every child was socially distanced. Uh, we brought them to cinemas. It, it logistically it was difficult. Uh, I must admit. Um, where before we could put six learners in a bus, we ensured now that we put uh, uh, 20 learners in a bus. Where before we could put 300 kids in a cinema. At one, I remember the first we could only put 50, but then it moved to 100. At all times, the learners were socially distanced, and at all times, they were given masks and sanitizer. And, and what, was, what was really exciting about last year, uh, the, the challenge we faced, you know, when lockdown hit was that we had already planned a full year of programs. And we, we knew the programs we were going to run, and we wanted to reach more learners because last year was a big year, and we're actually celebrating 10 years of our math and science program since its inception. But when lockdown hit, what we found was that the schools that we work with, which are public schools, township schools, under-resourced schools, when lockdown hit, they weren't able to continue with their with their day-to-day -day learning. Uh, you know, as opposed to uh, more of the learners in the affluent areas Correct, where they yeah. online, get onto Zoom, get get onto these different platforms. So when the end of July hit, like Martin said, and the schools went back, they had missed out on almost forty percent of the of the annual curriculum. Um, especially the matric group. And the biggest fear with the matric group was that at the end of the year, they're going to write an exam based on the full curriculum, whether you've missed out on the classroom or not. So we then put together, we, we put together this campaign titled Sing the Class of 2020. And we rallied the media to get behind us. The minister got onto a webinar with us and we challenged society, big business, government, to get behind this campaign to save the class of 2020. In other words, to put all our efforts and resources into one campaign that's focused on running full math and science revision to get the, the learners prepared for, for their finals. And that became a huge, huge you know, uh, thing. We had to work quite heavily on the logistical processes, on um, raising funds for social, uh, rather for PPE, Every learner received different masks each week. They all got sanitizer. We spread out our footprint, you know, nationally. The bus companies got on board. They were cleaning buses before and after trips. So it was a, it was a mammoth task, but it was worth it if you look at uh, uh, this year's results. I was just going to say, when I heard the results and they said they were phenomenal, especially in Gauteng, I mean, we were just picked to the post, um, but the Gauteng results and, and the, the results countrywide, um, were phenomenal compared, uh, considering what we had last year in terms of challenges. So well done, I think, in, in most part to you. Well, well, I don't know if it's all due to us, but I do know that over the past year... I was going to say, you had a part in it, Martin. Don't be high now. You definitely had a hand in that passing rate. I'm sorry, you guys don't take enough credit. <laughs> you guys don't take enough credit for the work that you do. You're always very, very shy about, um, about bragging, but this time I give you the bragging rights. I anoint you the bragging rights. <laughs> well, let me 
what to expect. Like a McDonald's model, you go to McDonald's because you know exactly what you're going to get. You've created that model with the cinemas. Absolutely. And the schools, funnily enough, you should, you should add, you've always been one step ahead of me. Um, the, the teachers uh, know that it works. So there's almost a fight to be part of the program. I'll give you, for instance, the program is very well organized. The logistics are well organized. Every learner is registered. Every learner, we know the school, the race, the gender of every learner. In most cases, we even know their cell numbers because uh, a lot of them have, uh, a lot of the lives have uh, cell phones. And, and, and what happens over the years is sometimes because of finances or not collecting enough money for the program, you know, money is hard to come by these days, uh, a school is left out. And uh, what happens is everybody's in the cinema and, and we have 100 kids who, who are not part of the registration process. They just arrived by taxi because their school knew about it and that particular year they may not have been included for finances. And they just arrived because they want to be part of the sure. whole process. But this for an exciting uh, the programs were from the matrix. Now that the grade 2011s have heard about it, so they want to be part of it. Just so try and um, help those learners. Uh, we 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 are an extra cinema. We can't send them home, and we find uh, sometimes um, Mr. Mashwana and I pay it out of our own salaries. Uh, we ensure that they can cook. So, so we, we've created a movement and a phenomenon. Um, and uh, thank God the cinemas opened this year because uh, talk about a paperless society and, and uh, how the new way of learning is taking place. But the kids we interact with, they don't have tablets, as of course Anati mentioned. They don't have data. Uh, they live uh, four people in, in or five people in, in a one-bedroom house, and they just haven't got the space to study or take uh, the, the, the learning process. It's called and education so, with a heart. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, but it's, it's phenomenal education because there's nothing like a learning experience which is shared 
and that's what happens at the cinema. And tell me a little bit more about you know you you always had the um, the, the 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 boot camp for children who were invited to create a business and be an entrepreneur. Then they went to a boot camp for a week, and after that week, the chosen entrepreneur was then funded to start their business. Um, did that continue last year with the lockdown, or was that put on hold? Now, what we did was uh, we interacted with uh, the Minister of Basic Education, Angie Machecha, who, by the way, I quite admire. Um, I think uh, the, the negatives uh, that are spoken about her, I think she really tries very hard. And um, she's always been phenomenal to us. Um, we, we spoke to her and she asked us to put aside all our programs except the maths and science because that was a real okay. concern for her during the... I'm sure, because I just heard her speech about the school uniforms and I agreed with her because the school uniform is a levelling, it's, it's, it's it levels the playing field. So yes. I completely agree with her on that. But that aside, are you going to continue with the uh, program this year? Well, you asked that because I think this year is going to be the most exciting year in the entrepreneurship program. And as you know, the entrepreneurship program had Lindiwe Zulu, the Minister of Small Business, in the past as the patron. She loved the program. She participated every year. Um, this year we've got the most exciting program. It focuses on climate change and the green economy. Now... Now, you may know, I'm sure you do because uh, you're one of my friends who know most things, but uh, the ILO has said that 60 million jobs are going to be created in the green economy. Now, when you have a transition like you have at the moment from fossil fuels to renewables to green energy like the sun and the wind, uh, a lot of things change. The infrastructure changes. Uh, solar panels have to be put on roofs. Uh, then there's a lot of innovation and entrepreneurship needed. In fact, uh, I've been reading a commentary on Bill Gates' new book, and he suggests that um, innovation and technology are ultimately going to provide the solution to climate change because it's extremely difficult to get fossil fuels uh, out of the way completely. So we have to limit our emissions, our emissions, but, but we also have to be innovative and clever. So what we're doing this year is firstly we're making young people aware of what climate change is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the report that 50% of South Africans don't know what climate change is. So we have to make them aware of it. And we have to make them aware of it for one simple reason, that it affects the poor most. Um, you, you probably know that um, in parts of the world, the fact that the world is getting warmer and global warming is happening, productivity is reducing because you can't work in the heat like you used to work when the climate was better. Um, also, we have big water problems. Uh, you remember Cape Town, but it's now happening in other parts of South Africa. So making our people firstly aware of climate change and secondly aware, more importantly, of the opportunities that climate change in the green economy presents. Um, so, so helping them firstly uh, move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, helping them uh, understand the opportunities. Uh, remember, robots can't climb roofs, or so I'm told. So, so 
Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> Neither can I, by the way. Oh, gee, that's a disappointing... Martin, you disappoint me. You can do anything. But that's why we've got to make the young people aware and give them the skills, enable them to understand solar, wind, and all the opportunities, you know. With, uh, we also have to make them aware that they shouldn't pollute. Plastic uh, is a wonderful product, but you've got to be aware of how you use it. And, and more importantly, you've got to save water. Absolutely. So, so those are the kind of things we're doing, and we're going to have an amazing competition. But here's the answer to your question. This year, and Mr. Mishwana will tell you more about it, we, we, re, we, we reinvented Prime Stars in a sense, and we started using television. Uh, we also started using WhatsApp. That was the big success factor. And so uh, we also learned that young people love WhatsApp. They use it. So what we're going to do in future is we're going to conduct, unless, please God, we've all been vaccinated, uh, which I doubt, and the end of the year we're enabled to run the, the event uh, and bring the learners to Gauteng or Cape Town, whichever we decide, wherever the sponsorship is bigger. Um, but we're going to run the program on WhatsApp, the competition, using WhatsApp and using a, a platform that we're busy creating, um, but, but again, as I say with platforms, it's hard to get these young people on these platforms. No, absolutely. They don't have the data. So WhatsApp, please God, the cinemas are back. I just hope our government and our country can find a way to uh, move things faster so that probably by December uh, next year when we run the competition, and this year, uh, this year, I'm <laughs> this year. Uh, we, 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 we can do so. Well, one, one important point. We need sponsors for our programs because each program we run costs about 5 million rand. You know, in 2019, we touched the lives of 90,000 learners. Um, last year, we touched the lives of 40,000 learners which for, it was the first time our figures dropped, but for a COVID year and for the way everything was strong in us, I think we did pretty well. However, my big appeal is that sponsors consider assisting us to achieve these objectives. We need to empower, we need to grow, we need to educate our youth. Uh, it's a big, big problem. Uh, 54% of our youth are unemployed, not more. And uh, the programs we run don't only educate and grow them, but they give them hope. And without sponsors, without assistance from the private sector, uh, we, 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 we can't reach the numbers that, that we try. And the methodology, the system that we have, we can accommodate... 200,000 kids, 300,000 kids. We have the cinemas, we have the space, we, we're working with, um, with cinemas across the country and, and we really appeal to the private sector to support Prime Stars. And tell me something, Martin, how do they get rid of you? Okay, well, the, the easiest way is to call into to our office here in Joburg. That number is 11 430 Four seven four zero. Otherwise, 
They can can email me and I'll I'll respond immediately. The email is Ngosi N K O S I at Prime Stars as P R I M E S T A R S that Koza. And we'll definitely uh, you know get in touch with them. We we're having back to back VC meetings at the moment, you know. We're on Teams, we are on Zoom. Uh, now you I'm sure you remember um I'm sure you'll remember, Janine, that we were in meetings 24-7 Absolutely. back in the day, you know, on the road, in the conferences, at the summits. You know, none of that is happening now. So we, we, it's been more difficult to connect to new people, but we continue to remain steadfast. You know, we've got uh, the team in the office. We've got uh, Moss on as I speak. We've got, you know, dividers in between us, shields, sanitizers, the whole new way of okay? But for, for clients that are interested in participating with us, especially from a corporate perspective, it's not just a giveaway. So there's, there's return on investment in, in different ways. I, really, I think that's, that's one of the, most, the benefits of dealing with Prime Stars. But uh, I see you've got a Youth Start Foundation, and perhaps because we're running out of time, um, we could do a call this time next week and chat a little bit further about the Youth Start Foundation. Um, and where Prime Stars is heading this year, um, and possibly that could be at the same time next week? Sure, so, so what I can, uh, in fact, quickly do before we close is one, yes, we do have a new foundation, which is fantastic. It's a non-profit company, fully recognized by the Department of Social Development, and we created it to be able to increase the impact of our programs. So for organizations looking for Section 18A benefit, uh, which is the, the tax benefit, they can work with us through the Youth Start Foundation. But for companies that have um, socioeconomic development spend, enterprise development spend, that's usually the triple BE scorecard requirements, we're able to facilitate funding um, of impactful programs through Prime Stars. And together, they then uh, we've created a one-stop shop for companies looking for a bigger social impact footprint, uh, programs that can be scalable, but that are also Incredible. That's really good news, and I and I think for most of um, the foundation, the foundation of this country is built on education. The more that we can educate our, our children, the best country will be in the end, and we'll no longer be considered a third world or second world country. Um, the way that we came through COVID makes us actually a first world country. So <laughs> I think. Um, what? The big thing, and, and, and we 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 right behind you. You know, the big thing about education is that if we can teach our young people to to be problem solvers, to be critical thinkers, to be creative and innovative, they can come up with prob- uh, solutions to their own problems, and even further, they can come up with commercial solutions and begin becoming independent, so that we can grow this economic pie. Uh, that we've got in the country, and so that more people can participate. So it's about teaching the man or the woman to fish, and not necessarily just giving fishes. No, you're absolutely right, and I really thank you for your time. Um, that was Nkosinati Mashana and Martin Sweet of Prime Stars. You're listening to Janine Preston, and this is a podcast recorded for Life is a Beach.